The anaesthetist slides the needle into my spine. Deep breaths, stay nice and still. Then I'm lying on my back, a blue curtain rising from somewhere around my chest, masking the lower half of my body. Knife to skin? I feel nothing. The doctors talk in low voices. Jessica is explaining what she's doing to a student doctor. I catch the odd comment. I've done this by torchlight in Gambia. I murmur a thank you into thin air for this fully staffed, properly lit operating theatre in Kent. I grip Mike's hand. Chest up, every part of me is shaking. My teeth chatter. Below the curtain, I am still, except my insides, which are being carefully reshuffled. I remember the antenatal class description. Like someone doing washing up in your tummy. The routine is familiar. It's the same process as 17 months ago, but the circumstances are entirely alien. Please let this baby be okay. Please let this baby be okay. Please let this baby be okay. It's almost here. Jessica looks over the curtain. Are you ready to meet your baby? When they first pull the tiny bundle out of my abdomen, it's so tightly curled that no one can see if it's a boy or a girl. There is no cry. Then, it's a little boy. We have another son. Mike's eyes are lined with tears. A little brother for Finn. A head peeks briefly over the curtain, and then he's whisked away. Mike is ushered to a neonatal side room. As Jessica sews me up, he rushes back and forth, keeping up a commentary on the little boy who's been taken from me far too soon. The portable incubator is wheeled past me as our son is taken to the neonatal intensive care unit. It stops briefly by my head. I thank an upside-down consultant and several smiling nurses. I catch a glimpse of skin through the plastic, a transparent mask, a knitted hat, a striped blanket. Double doors swing open, and he's gone. 2. 18th of November. One day old. I've tried to rest. Shock, painkillers, the after-effects of anaesthesia, a potent cocktail. I ricochet between deep sleep and being startlingly alert. I have my own room, and one of the midwives has brought a camp bed for Mike. He's snoozing under a blue hospital blanket. I look out of the window. We are on one side of a courtyard. Fluorescent corridor lights shine through half-closed blinds. We're in Kent, in a hospital I didn't know existed until yesterday morning. Our baby is here, no longer inside my tummy. In the world, but not our world. Our world is at home, in London. Mike has been with him, intermittently, sending me photos from his cot side. A different ward, a different section of the hospital. I know it takes a few minutes to walk there because of the gap between him leaving me and the first pictures. I know he has to ring a buzzer, but I don't know where he is. It's strange to think that if I needed to get to my baby, I wouldn't know the way. He's doing well. On oxygen, but no ventilator for now, which the midwives say is encouraging. He's strong. I have to wait. I have to be well enough to go. 
The doctors need to leave a certain amount of time post-C-section before I move around too much. I suppose they don't want mothers passing out in NICU. This wasn't how it was supposed to be. He isn't a November baby. He isn't a Kent baby. Except, of course, he is. <laughs>